0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and focused on football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you
1: doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thanks Peter. How are you my posh friend this new oh, year this 2020? Thank you. How was London Road yesterday?
0: Oh, dreadful. Yes. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah, they got they got hammered. Really badly. and yeah, uh, yeah. It might have
1: been as bad as the other year when you came to Lincoln. Hey, that was that game when that Dembele kid, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Before, and the Premier ran on, headbutted somebody and then ran off again. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Was it
1: was it worse than that, Dave?
0: Oh, you, yes, yes, it it, it, it was. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You, you know, these the, 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 unfortunately, at League One level, the teams are not consistent, are they?
1: It's promotion out the window, then.
0: I would be very surprised if they get in the playoffs. Extremely surprised. And and before the season started, I thought they stood a chance of winning the league.
1: Well, you never know, Peter. Strange things have happened. Maybe Mr McCantony or whatever his name is will get his hand in his pocket in the transfer window. Or is he a little bit worried about all his property empire crumbling?
0: Well, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we, we shall soon find out, though. It, it, it'll be an interesting January, but I think there'll be more outs than ins.
1: Yeah, that's not very good.
0: Never no, mind, Peter. No.
1: Never mind, Peter. Well, I'm off to watch the mighty Imps today against Ipswich. It'll be another cracking game. Hey, we're still the only team. Let me have a look at this. I think we might be one of the few teams in Europe that are still unbeaten at home at the turn of the year. Lincoln, incredible.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, There's
1: um, only one two though. Don't get carried away. One they... two, you're on nine.
0: I was going to say it's a strange week we've got this week. We've got you know games today and and, and going up until Thursday, um, which is which is incredible, really, isn't it? A, a strange sort of yeah.
1: Then the FA. Then Cup we got game,
0: the FA Cup it? and then and then we got a an odd game, a Fulham Chelsea game, which we'll we'll probably skirt over, uh, and then we got another, you know, we've got another set of games, you know, Monday through to Sunday. You know, sorry, yeah. Friday through to Sunday in two weeks' time. It's just, yeah, it, it and then, you know, I think the World Cup hasn't helped things. I think there's going to be a lot of fixtures played, isn't there? You know, midweek.
1: Well, you're looking now we're at the turn of the year, and most teams have played three games, less than half of their season so far.
0: Yeah, what's your uh, what's your now? Well, what what's your thoughts on on what you've seen uh, so far? First, you know, first weekend
1: very impressed Second. with Arsenal very impressed with Arsenal two very difficult games um again this week we'll come on to it but a, a real strong test but I tell you what Pete if they win against Newcastle they've really put you know put the foot in man City's throat there yes and man City will need to go to to uh Stamford bridge and get a result I tell you what Pete I hate to say this, but Arsenal are looking genuine title contenders, and I don't even know how they're not favourites at the moment for the title. Man City is still odds on, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's well, the, the, things can change very quickly
1: though. Can't and down they? at the bottom as well, I think there's a lot of pressure really starting to pile up on some big names, like to Frank Lampard, David Moyes. I think those two sides are in potentially real trouble. Yes. Yes, but you,
0: I was saying to somebody yesterday, though you can see West Ham winning that champion. What is it what is it? Na- Nations Champions Cup or something? Yeah, Sunday Pub Division
1: Three Cup or whatever. You yeah. see,
0: see, they will win that to get them into the. I think they go into the Europa League. The winners of those, don't they? So that's their road into Europe this year, and they'll they'll, they'll probably be looking. But you know.
1: Will the, the, the state manager be there, though? People we'll come we'll, on to that in a bit,
0: yeah. Right, right. We start, we're, we're recording this, uh, obviously Monday morning. There's a game, uh, early evening Brentford versus Liverpool. We'll start with that. Um, I'm just going to go through what I'm going to do. Um, I think there's one or two games where the lines may have changed, but at what I've you can still back them basically if you can back them at 1.8. I think you can keep that line, but, but we'll go through that as we go through. Brentford, Liverpool, uh, plus one goal. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Brentford one naught. There's been one draw, Liverpool one naught. Brentford... Uh, when they're plus one, one naught drawn, one lost one. Come off a, a, a well a good two nil victory away at West Ham, great win really. Uh, Liverpool um away when minus one goal, one six drawn, four lost naught. Five of the six will buy two or more goals. Come off a two one victory at home to Leicester. Liverpool they've won their last four Premier League matches. They they're getting in, in some reasonable form now, although they weren't convincing. You know, really against uh uh Leicester plus one handicap, one hundred and seventy three matches. 57 home, 49 push, 67 away. My ratings are suggesting
1: value is with the away side, Liverpool. Well, Brentford have only lost four games this entire season, Pete, and they are 3-4-1 at home, with their only defeat coming against league leaders, Arsenal. Well, the thing that would stop me backing Brentford here is that Liverpool have scored three times in both of the meetings of the team's last season. And when Jurgen Klopp seems to know how to take advantage of a team's weakness... And when he thinks he has their number, those runs tend to continue. And Liverpool have won four straight. They've not kept a clean sheet, though, in any of their last six Premier League games. I think Liverpool win this game, Pete, possibly by the odd goal. Um, But I I can't really trust either side on this minus one line, to be honest, this market line of minus one. I think it's a tricky line to figure out. If I was forced um, to make a bet in this game... It might take a little bit of the over two and a halves. I know the prevailing market line is three goals. I just kind of have that feeling that Liverpool will win this game two one, Pete.
0: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Arsenal Newcastle next. Well, I mean, the game of the week. Yeah, this North is
1: Chelsea Man City.
0: This is uh, interestingly Arsenal have had a good, very good record against Newcastle. Mind you, this is sort of the Newcastle of all, but the, in. in from what I can remember, a lot of these games have been entertaining. Um, Arsenal when they're minus half a goal, I've gone for the minus half a goal here uh 1 6 drawn 1 lost 3 come off a well a very good 4 2 win away from brighton because that was a real banana skin you know, and and they got through that. Uh, Newcastle when they're plus half a goal very good record 1 4 drawn 3 lost 3 so they've won 7 of 10 you know on the plus half a goal handicap. Come off a 0 0 draw at home to lead slightly disappointing there. Arsenal won 10 of their last 11 home matches so they really are in some good form. minus half a goal 260 matches 121 times the home side are covered, 139 the away. My ratings are suggesting value with the home side. It's, it, it, like you said earlier, this is, a, this is a big game, isn't it, for Arsenal?
1: It truly is. And it, let's be honest, Pete, this is a far bigger game for Arsenal than it is for Newcastle. And we can talk about Newcastle's improvement all we like. At the end of the day, this game is not, and the result of this match isn't going to define Newcastle's season. It could Arsenal's, though. And who would have thought that we'd be saying that this is the big game of the week at the beginning of the season? It's first against third. Arsenal won the last 10 home games. How can you go against them? But if you expand Newcastle's start, their 9-7-1 and start this season, those 17 games, if you expand them out to the last 21 games of last season, so effectively, <clears throat> we're, we're looking at their last 38 Premier League games, a full season... Newcastle have won 21 drawn 10, lost 7. So, in a way, how can you go against them here? Now, now the line's moved to three quarters. It's put me off back in Arsenal here. I mean, the line opened a half. It's trended to minus three quarters following Arsenal's win at Brighton and Newcastle's failure to overcome Leeds. Um, I... I fancy Arsenal to win the game. I think some of the value has, has clearly gone out of it now. The line shifted to minus three quarters. If you want to back Arsenal at a slight price of odds on, I think what are they at the moment? There, one point eight three. One point eight three. I'm not going to dissuade anybody from taking Arsenal. I think when you look at the bigger picture, yes, I can see Newcastle sort of putting a huge amount of effort in, obviously. But this is such a bigger game for Arsenal than Newcastle. Newcastle's time will come in the future, I would expect, over the next few years when they invest more into their squad. They're not going to win anything this year, Newcastle. They're not going to win this league. Arsenal can. So the desire is more for the home side. So it's, it's Arsenal or pass for me, mate. Um Everton against Brighton next. Uh, recent head-to-heads,
0: Everton have been dominant. They've won four, drawn naught, lost uh, lost one. Um, plus a quarter of goal handicap. Again, a little bit surprised to see Brighton minus a quarter away. But Everton have been poor. They've not won in five. Everton went plus a quarter of goal. Not a bad record. One four drawn three lost three. Comfort well a, a good one old draw against man city has to be said uh, brighton um were minus a quarter not a bad record 1 5 drawn 2 lost 3 for 4 2 defeats at, at home to arsenal three or more goals have been seen in brighton's last uh, six matches plus a quarter goal handicap 295 matches 89 uh, wins 81 half wins 123 away. So, lo- roughly, you're looking at uh, 129 to 123. Maurice is
1: suggesting the value is with the home side. So much disrespect being shown to Everton here. I mean, it, in many ways, it's deserved. For, for several seasons, we've gone on about Everton's home form and their performance in these types of spots. So, to be made underdog for this game is, is a real sign of where Everton are, I think. They've, they've won just two of their eight home games, There's only been 15 total goals being scored in the games at Goodison Park. And Brighton did score twice against Arsenal last time out. Brighton won this fixture last season, 3-2. And I think it's interesting to... We talk about teams and systems and players. But I think it's important sometimes that we look at at this sort of thing. Neil Malpay, he was Brighton's main man up front for the last couple of seasons. He was their main focal point in attack, and he signed for Everton. He can't get in Everton's starting lineup. You know, I think he's played seven and been sub seven, or or sometimes of his availability, so only in the team half the time. Yet when he was at Brighton, a team that are nine points above Everton, he was the main man. To me, that shows the coaching of Brighton. They are almost a system based team. They're a very smooth, fluid outfit. They're much more cohesive than Everton, who seem to just be a collection of individuals. Now, the line opened minus a half. The Saturday results have seen the line shift down to minus a quarter. I I can't back Brighton minus a quarter, Pete, but at six to five, given the way Everton have been under Lampard, again, I wouldn't dissuade anybody from siding with Brighton outright. And I can't believe I'm saying that, Pete. But I think personally, I think Brighton are the value side there. <laughs> yeah. I've gone full circle on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we've
0: got Leicester Fulham. I mean, my ratings, I, I, I'll, I'll spread it out now. My ratings are, are suggesting some very good value, Leicester. But I, I, I do think though, that that this is taking more into account Fulham's, you know, the last time they were in the Premier League, was it does include those results. Um Recent head to Leicester have won one, Fulham won one. When minus a quarter goal, Leicester's record's not too bad. One five, drawn three, lost two, come off a two one defeat away at Liverpool. Fulham they're plus a quarter, one one, drawn four, lost five, come off a two one uh, victory at home, Southampton. Three or more goals being in, seen in 13 of Fulham's last 14. So there could be goals here. And, and as we've seen, Leicester have got a both scored and conceded minus quarter goal 541 matches 226 home 165 half losses 151 losses so roughly you're looking at uh 226 to 233 um so not really any but like i said my, my race is suggesting some good value lester uh, under normal situation i would i would bet this but i'm, I'm not going to
1: well I'm a little bit confused here, Pete, while the goal line's only two and three quarter goals. Mm. Look, looking at them, it should be more like an NBA game, This should yeah, I mean, yeah. Over two and a half goals is 26 and eight in the team's combined games. And I think Fulham's are 15 and two to the over. Fulham have won three of their eight games on the road. They've scored 13, conceded 13. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised here. And yes, the Foxes have scored in only half of their eight home games but they're playing Fulham here I do expect them to score massive lean to the over two and three quarters AP not sure if I can take it because it's almost a, a too good to be true type line that I'm seeing I'm just trying to understand what am i missing uh, uh, is there a striker suspended for either side uh, are either of the missing yeah. key creative players for this game that's making the bookmakers tick this line down to two and three quarters? I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I need to look into it a bit more, but I think there's some potentially really good value on the overs.
0: Yes, yeah, so I would say I'm going to I'm gonna have a little dig why you're going to be speaking about the next game after it comes up. But I, I think as well, you know, well, I, I agree with everything they're saying. You can back over two and a half goals at 1.8, 4-5, which I think is, is very good. Yeah, I, that, that's my initial thoughts. I, I'll I'll get back to you later on that. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Ben. Yeah, Man United, Bournemouth uh, next. Reason there says obviously Man United have been dominant. They won four, drawn one, lost naught. Uh, this is minus one and three quarter of the handicap. When minus one and three quarter, of Man United's uh, record reads one five, drawn three, lost naught. But only one of the five have they won by three or more goals. Coming off a one nil victory away at Wolves, Bournemouth when they're plus one and three quarters. One-two drawn, one lost five. Only two of the five by three or more goals coming a out of the a 2-0 defeat at owner Palace. Bournemouth, they've lost five of the last six. Minus one and three quarters, 64 matches, 14 times the home side have covered it. 15 half wins, 35 away. So there's certainly a lean to the away side on this handicap. Value Bournemouth as well, my rating suggesting. I, I think Manchester United, though, are much improved. You know, they, they're, they're, they've impressed me, to be quite honest.
1: They have me as well. I mean, the match line opened one and a half. It's now one and three quarters as money's come for United. And you're quite right, Pete. It seems like we are seen a different United. I can't trust Bournemouth to keep a clean sheet against a good side. Only three games under O'Neill have they kept a clean sheet, and that was against Brentford, Everton, and Wolves. So they can't sort of shut out the better sides United have won all three meetings at the sides in recent seasons and Bournemouth have won just one of their eight games away from home conceding 26 times in those games now the thing that's impressed me the most Pete right about United in recent days all this thing about Rashford oversleeping missing a team meeting him being dropped now if that unit wasn't more together and I think the jettisoning of Ronaldo has a lot to do with this. That could have caused some problems. I can imagine Rashford is a very popular member of that squad. But Ten Hag has shown that there's nobody above special treatment, but also that he hasn't held a grudge. He's put Rashford on the bench in a key game away at Wolves when he needs inspiration. He hasn't looked at Rashford and thought, no, no. He's gone, go on, lad, go on there. Prove me wrong. Well, not prove me wrong, but, you know, give us something. Yes, you've misbehaved or, you know, you've missed the team meeting, but I'm not going to hold that against you. Get out there and give us something. And he did. And I think that's really good management. And I think it's something that sends a message to the rest of the squad. I really think, Pete, United are on the cusp of putting a really good run together here. And it wouldn't surprise me if they finished third in this league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're certainly impro- they're, They look as though they're improving by the game, don't and it'll they? And it'd be
1: interesting to see what they do in this January transfer window. What they do in the next sort of ten days, it'll be a real sort of sign of intent over the next few years.
0: Huge match next, Southampton Forest. Wow. Wow, Do I have to know. watch this, Pete? Okay. Minus, is the, is the uh, minus half a goal is the line. Southampton, when minus half a goal, one four, drawn four, lost two. cover for two, one defeat away at Fulham. Forest, when they're away, uh, plus half a goal. They've only played one match, it when plus half a goal, and they drew that game. Coming for one old draw, home um, to Chelsea, which is a, a reasonable result. Southampton lost their last five, minus half a goal, 260, 121 home, 139 away. Racing suggesting value, Forrest, it's a huge game this is. I, I, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really see that though.
1: Two horrible teams, Pete. This is a relegation six-pointer. Um, you got Nathan Jones in his third game in charge of Southampton. Nothing's gone well from here. Now, Forrest could get a result off this terrible road record this season where they've only got two points in their eight games. They've only scored once. They've conceded 22 times. Now, for that latter point, I think you know they've got some you know good hope making the you know hosting Forest here that they're not going to score many goals. Forest the goal line opened two and a quarter. It's trended up to two and a quarter, uh, two to two and a half. I've got a clue why. I see this game being more like one of Forest's away games last season in the Championship because let's be honest, at the moment, that's what Southampton are. They're a Championship side now. Those games went sixteen and seven to under two and a half goals season long, and ended the season on a fourteen and three run. And the majority of those games, Cooper was in charge. And if you if you expand this out over bottom six finishing sides over recent seasons, home sides win forty five percent of the games under two and a half goals. Though Pete hits at fifty seven percent. I think this is going to be a really tight, nervous encounter. Give me the under two and a half goals here, mate.
0: Leeds-West Ham. Recent head-to-heads. West Ham, uh, head-to-head, so West Ham have, have won both of the matches. Uh, the game's off scratch, which I was a little bit surprised about, to be quite honest. I thought Leeds, Leeds might be, you know, distinct sort of favourites here anyway. um Went off scratch Leeds's records not great really one 0 drawn four lost three cough new uh 0-0 draw away at Newcastle West Ham went off scratch one four drawn three lost three Came off a two 0 defeat at home to Brentford West Ham they've lost their last five they really are in in, in poor form I, I I'm very surprised was they they sort of had established themselves as a what you'd say top seven top eight side aren't they 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 were they were on the you know coattails of the of the bigger sides um <clears throat> Normal handicap, 219, 69 home, 72 push, 78 away. Slight value, West Ham. OK, so let,
1: let's first tackle those issues one by one. So in terms of why this line scratch, Pete, I think it's the head-to-head meetings of the sides. West Ham have won three of the four meetings over the sides <coughs> in recent seasons. And in each of those four games, they've scored twice. So I think the bookmakers are sort of, shading a little bit extra in terms of favouring West Ham because of that. I genuinely think that because West Ham seem to have Leeds' his number in their defensive third for the Lily Whites. Now, if we're talking about why West Ham have faded away, how many European campaigns is it in a row now, Pete, they've had? Is, it, is this their third? I think it is, isn't it? And, yeah. and you must wonder at some point, Let's be honest, Pete. West Ham have probably got maybe, what, 14, 15 solid Premier League starters, Yeah, would you say? Yeah. To, to sort of absorb three Europe, three Europa League campaigns in a row, and the rigours of the Premier League, you probably need 21, 22 Premier League players. I'm just wondering if they're getting a little bit fatigued, some of those players who are wheeled out week in, week out. So, um, what, what puts me off back in Leeds in this spot though is Leeds have conceded three times to each of the last three visitors to Ellen Road and yes, we saw Man City score three times last time out and it could have been seven or eight but prior to that it was Bournemouth and Fulham who made the trip to Yorkshire and managed to come away with three goals. It shouldn't be, Pete, but in my mind if West Ham lose here do you think David Moyes will get sacked?
0: Oh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? they the, the, the something's got to give at some stage, you would think, wouldn't they? Wouldn't because, you?
1: because I don't think the board will really care about no. Europa League. No, well, I, I, I,
0: yeah, he's the type of manager that will care about that. And it, it, But it is a
1: route into Europe next season, isn't it? Oh, it is. But if you're talking pure money, the Premier League is where it's at. And yeah. the, the claims that I hear from many, and I know quite a lot of West Ham fans and season ticket holders, they all tell me they're too defensive. Now, if they can't find a way to score or take anything away from this trip against the lead side, who they've basically had the number of, they've scored eight goals in the last four meetings against them, I think it could be the end of Moyes. I don't think it should be, but I think there's that sort of toxic sort of atmosphere building up in the London Stadium, and I think the owners may need to take a little bit of pressure off themselves, and Moyes could sort of you know, fall foul of that. I mean, I still think he's, he he should be do he should be there. He, he does a good job, but they've only scored thirteen goals in seventeen games. Mm. They mm. they're struggling. I mean, they're still what are we now? Three years on, and they're still really only playing Mikel Antonio up front, who is yeah. not really an out and out centre forward. I think he does a great job up there, but he's not a proper number nine, really, in my book. And that he's not solved any of those problems. And part of part of the sort of animosity against Moyes is the fact that. Was it Scamaccia they brought in, who, who looks, you know, like a Poundland Nunez? to be honest? It, he's struggling. Um, yeah, I think it could be the end for Moyes if they get beat at Helen Rodell.
0: Yeah, this is taking me back. I can remember when uh, West Ham were at uh, Upton Park and, you, you know, you always used to get that sort of Easter thing. When I was down, I used to live, you know, when I was in London, you used to get that Easter Easter Saturday, or or whatever feeling when you are in London on a Saturday afternoon, and there's is two or three games left. You know, West Ham have scored in the eighty eighth minute to win. You yeah. know, and you know that, and and they're out of the relegation. You, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: I mean, we it, we, thought they'd, we thought they we thought they sort of got away from that. I mean, I am just looking at the league table, Pete. They're eleven points behind Fulham, and ten points behind Brighton, and yeah. nine points behind Brentford.
0: Yeah. It's amazing, isn't
1: it? They've been and it's their inability to draw games as well, Pete. They've lost the most joint games in the league with Southampton. Eleven of their seventeen games, they've they've not took anything from, and it's their inability to draw games as well that's really costing them at the moment.
0: Yeah, it'll be an interesting fixture this definitely. Uh, next up uh West midlands derby eight Aston Villa against Wolves, recent head-to-heads: villa of one naught has been one draw uh walls one two minus half a goal the handicap I was really surprised to see that to be quite honest um Villa when they're minus half a goal one three drawn five lost one so one three of nine uh come off well a very good two nil victory away at Spurs Wolves, Poor record went plus half a goal. One naught draw naught lost four, come off a 1-0 defeat at home to Man United. Minus half a goal, 260, 121 home, 139 away. My rating's suggesting no value in the line. I'm a little bit surprised that the value isn't with the away side, but it just goes to show how how they've fallen.
1: Yeah, I was wondering when you said um, you were surprised at the line, I'm wondering which way you were going to tick. I thought that might be the way. Now, Wolves have won four of the six meetings of the sides in recent seasons, including two wins and a draw on this ground. So they're going to travel to Villa Park with, with some confidence. And they did look like they had something about them, even in defeat against Man United on New Year's Eve. And they won at Everton in Lopetegui's first game in charge, or however you say his name. But since Unai Emery's come in, Villa have won three of their four games. And at face value, that's good. But then when you drill down to look at see who they played, Brighton, Liverpool, Man United, and Spurs. They're the four teams that Emery's taken on. They're all in the top nine and they've taken nine points from those games. That's what's stopping me from from backing Wolves here, Pete, plus half a goal. I do agree with you. If I was made to make a bet in this game, especially with it being a derby, I'd probably lean towards the away side. But just the sheer quality of the sides that Villa have managed to beat in recent weeks... He's putting me off slightly.
0: Right, next up, uh, London derby. This is this, this is an interesting game to me. Uh, plus a quarter goal, the handicap. Recent head-to-heads, it, you know, Spurs have been dominant. Palace have won two. There's, sorry, Palace have won one. There's been two draws. Spurs have won four. Palace, when they're plus a quarter goal, won three, drawn three, lost four, come off a 2-0 victory away at Bournemouth. Spurs uh, went minus a quarter, a good record. 1-6, drawn 4 lost 0, coming off a 2-0 defeat at home to Villa. Interestingly, though, Spurs have conceded at least two goals in their last seven. That's unbelievable, really. Uh, plus a quarter a goal, 295-89, home 81 half wins, 123 losses. So, roughly, like I say, 129-123. My ratings are suggesting there's some decent value here, Spurs, and, and, and I think I'm going to go with that. This is going to be the second, second week in a, in a row that I've gone through. From... <laughs> I knew you would. Um, I'll tell you what, it's... it's, it's it, well, it's mental, isn't it? I, I, the, the risk-reward on this bet is good, though, I would say. It's... Yeah,
1: I mean, over the last five seasons, away to mid-third finishing teams, Spurs have gone 20, 10 and 9. So, effectively, on this line, you're looking at 20 to 14 and a half. I, I... They're 7-2-1 when the teams have met in recent seasons. And interestingly, they've kept six clean sheets in those 10 games. And mm-hmm. not having you know, watched them in recent weeks, could you trust them to keep a clean sheet? But history suggests when they take on the Eagles, it, it tends, they tend to be able to close them down. Now, I think Harry Kane took about half an hour yesterday, didn't he, to touch the ball? <laughs> and, and that's a bit of a worry. But there have been at least two goals in all but one of Palace's home games this season. And I don't know if you know this stat, Pete, but Palace are 4-1 and 3 at home this season. So they've lost three of their eight home games. Do you know who they've lost to? No, go on. Arsenal, Chelsea and Fulham. Mm. What's the pattern there? All London derbies. All London derbies. Could be a complete coincidence. But it's just another little tick in the box. If you're wanting to back Spurs here, that Palace seem to struggle against local rivals. Mm. Maybe it's because the away team come with a little bit more of a vociferous support, given the fact they've only travelled a few miles. But yeah, all the value of Spurs. Yeah, so
0: historically, historically, this the Spurs. Well, this. We're saying this out
1: here, and, and do you know what? I, I would probably rather back Spurs here in this spot after being beaten by Villa, than yeah, if they, than if they'd actually yeah. won, won that game yesterday because it gives Antonio Conte a chance to make changes or spit his dummy out. And um, they're not going to go there complacent to sell us part, they're going to go there really focused, yeah, value with Spurs.
0: Uh, Chelsea, Man City next. Well, obviously, a huge game here. Um <laughs> Let me just have a look at the, the, the line, plus three quarters. Uh, recent heads, well, it's Chelsea have won three and Manchester City have won four. Um, when plus... Uh, three-quarters of goal. Chelsea have won both matches, and these will have been against Manchester City, obviously. Uh, And they're coming off a one old draw away at Forest. Man City when they've uh, minus three-quarters, one-five draw, one loss for four of the five will buy two or more goals, coming off a one old draw at home to Everton. Under two and a half has been seen, goals have been seen in seven of Chelsea's last eight, plus three-quarters, 175. 57 home, uh, 51 half and 67 away. So, again, it's it, it's good. You're looking at 82 to 67. So, it, it, it leans to home. Um, my rating's suggesting slight value,
1: Chelsea. Who'd have thought I'd be calling this the second game of the week? But um, over the last five seasons, City have gone 14, 4 and 7 away to fellow top six finishing sides. Just Eight wins, so eight of 25 games have seen City win by two or more goals. Now, I saw one of my Chelsea friends railing off um, last night against Graham Potter, saying he hasn't got what it takes to succeed at Stamford Bridge. I think it's far early, far too early to say that in my book. I think there's clearly going to be some ins and outs in January. See how Potter's supported in the transfer market. be interesting to see if Arsenal win. I, I would much rather be back in City in this spot, Pete, if Arsenal don't beat Newcastle. Mm. And I'll be interested to see what happens to the line.
0: Yeah. Whether that I, I,
1: changes to City minus one. But if yeah. Arsenal win, I'm not sure I can back City.
0: No, yeah. I need to I need to just reiterate what I said the last hundred and seventy-five matches, uh plus three quarters of goal. So sixty-seven away. 51 half wins 57 home so that is 92 to the away 57 to the home so again you know the 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 the, the trend is suggesting city will win this game
1: mm, i'm not sure I want to lay minus 3 quarters without knowing the result of that arsenal newcastle game now if newcastle hold arsenal i'd be really far more confident in backing city in this spot I
0: said I'd get back to you.
1: Reference uh, the goals. Oh, yes, um,
0: yes I, I my my ratings are suggesting that that line should be three goals. Yeah. So you can back, you know, two and a half. I, I've got a one point six five. I reckon, you know, one point eight for over two and a half goals is is, is a decent bet there. In, in fact, that that that. As we're ending up now, I'm going to
1: go with that. Oh my <laughs> lord! I've talked you into it. Yeah, you talked
0: me into that. I think that's a, that's that is an outstanding. When you look at how both sides have performed, and I, I think Spurs away at Palace minus a quarter is, and I can't believe I'm going for these <clears> minus <throat> quarter. You know, minus one. That's a good bet, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll crack you. I feel like one of them social media influencers, Peter. Now I've talked you into a bet, <laughs> and it's on the overs. Incredible scenes, Pete, going on the overs. <laughs> You're normally so boring, Peter. You're yes, yes, or nothing on the Yeah, robot.
0: yeah, yeah. That that seems
1: that seems reasonable. That yeah, I I just think it's mispriced. Really, I I don't really see. Yes, Leicester of you know. Um, struggled, I think. Well, yes, well, on both teams to score. The, four, yeah, the, the thing is, game. Leicester are going to approach this
0: game as, oh. as thinking that they, they, they're, they're going to win it. Fulham are going to be on a, are on a high. It's you know, well,
1: well, let's just have a look. Let me just quickly go through. Uh, where are we? Leicester and Fulham 34 games, 56. There's been 56 total goals in both of their 17 games, so that's averaging three and a quarter goals per game for both teams. Yeah. The line is set at two and three quarters. Strange.
0: Right. We should be back uh, sometime next week. What bets have we got, Peter? Oh, yeah. I've got, sorry, I've got um, uh, over two and a half goals. Leicester versus Spurs at 1.8. and Leicester Fulham. Leicester, Leicester Fulham. And uh, Spurs minus a quarter uh, uh, at Crystal Palace.
1: I'm going to go for a very boring game down at St Mary's where I think both teams are really going to struggle to, to make inroads into the, the opposition back line. I'm going to take under two and a half goals in Southampton v Nottingham Forest.
0: Right. Like I said, we should be back sometime next week and uh, good luck, everybody.
1: Best of luck, everybody.